I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it, Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. Jones phone told you so before a jury in Austin, Texas, found the Looney Tunes conspiracy theorist guilty of slandering the parents of a Sandy Hook massacre victim. The family's lawyer confirmed a Rolling Stone report that he has been asked by the January 6th committee to give it the Jones phone and that he will do so, quote, immediately and that it includes, quoting again, intimate messages with Roger Stone. Will the court record please reflect that everybody then said, Ew. Jones's crack legal law team. No, it is not Bob Loblaw from Bob Loblaw's law blog. It's F. Andino Raynal. They tried to get the judge to order all copies of the texts on that phone, which Raynal accidentally sent to Mark Bankston, destroyed, and the phone itself erased or thrown from a great height over water. 
The judge pointed out that Raynal and the Jones team were the ones who screwed this up, then screwed up the chance to correct it. The Jones team then cried mistrial, tried to invoke the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, the Fifth Dimension, the Treaty of Versailles, and the ExxonMobil merger agreement. The judge refused to interfere with what Attorney Bankston referred to as being, quote, under request from various federal agencies and law enforcement to provide those Jones phone records. Absent a ruling from you, he said, saying you cannot do that. I intend to do so immediately following this hearing. Then came the guilty verdict and a finding of financial damages against Jones. There may be further punitive damages added on later in the day Friday, but for now, Alex Jones has to pay $4,100,000, plus whatever it costs him for his new phone. In Thursday's episode, I ran through the timeline of Jones's role, he says at White House request, as the hype man and the financial organizer, and goodness knows what else, of at least part of Trump's coup attempt. The irony of him accidentally giving the committee all of his texts cannot be overstated. After suing to quash its subpoena, Jones finally testified to the House panel in January and then told his audience that he invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination nearly a hundred times. And seven months later, he and his idiot lawyer have managed to self-incriminate countless times. There is another irony here. Jones makes his living by pushing conspiracy theories on the gullible. Now his phone may be the key piece of evidence in finally revealing the full involvement of the worst president in the world in a real-life, actually-happened conspiracy. Of course, there's a yin and yang to the saga of the paper trail of the Trump coup. The government has just sued Peter Navarro, the really not bright former Trump advisor, for having refused to turn over his private email that he used for White House business. In other words, they're suing him for doing what the entire media establishment blew up into a perpetual 24-7, 365 headline about Hillary Clinton. Navarro is also still facing charges of contempt of Congress for refusing to testify to the 1-6 Commission. On the other hand, an unfathomable announcement from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Thursday. The Secret Service deliberately wiped its phones and destroyed all its agents' texts from January 6th, and Homeland Security, the service's bosses, wiped the phones of its last Trump goons, Chad Wolf and Ken Cuccinelli, the day Joe Biden was inaugurated. Then the inspector general of DHS, Joseph Kirfari, who also has oversight of the Secret Service, mysteriously ordered all efforts to get those January 6th records and communications restored halted. Kufari was a Trump appointee, a former advisor to Arizona's Jan Brewer, who might have been America's first openly stupid state governor. Asked whether the president was going to intervene with or fire Kufari, the press secretary on Thursday replied, quote, No, unquote. Asked to follow up, she added more and more astonishing context, quoting again, there's no personnel updates that I have for you at this time. Look, the president has been very clear that he believes in the independent role of the inspector generals and that they serve an important function in ensuring accountability for the American people. That still stands. He believes that. It's important to do the job that the inspector general is doing. We have confidence in that. End quote. 
This is stubbornness bordering on holier-than-thou-ism on the part of the president. He has taken this stance on the inviolability of inspectors general just because Trump fired four of them. Of course, this Kufardi guy only became an inspector general because his predecessor, John Roth, criticized Trump's 2017 racist travel ban and Trump's goons forced him out of the administration. Nice principle, President Biden, but you are on the wrong ethical side here. We shouldn't have to go and say, hire Alex Jones's attorney, good old F. Andino, so he can screw something else up and accidentally send up the missing Secret Service texts. The least you can do is fire the guy involved in the obvious Trump cover-up who is still in a position to continue the obvious Trump cover-up. There is a last Trump point right now, coincidental in its timing, but amazing in its content. Liz Cheney, unlikely to fend off a Trumpist plant challenging her House renomination back home in Wyoming, has now released a two-minute statement of support from her father, Shotgun Dick Cheney. In our nation's 246-year history, there's never been an individual who's a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump says the former vice president, his cowboy hat obscuring our view of the birch trees behind him, quoting again, he tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it. He knows it. Deep down, I think most Republicans know it. If you were unfamiliar with my history with Dick Cheney, he has spent his life publicly ignoring his critics. Yet on April 16, 2008, at the radio and TV correspondence dinner in Washington, Dick Cheney turned to the evening's comedian, my friend, the former Daily Show correspondent Mo Rocca, and said, Mo used to host a TV show called Things I Hate About You. I'm sure I've seen that program, only I believe it's now called... Countdown with Keith Olbermann. So in light of that, I don't know which of us should be more terrified by my next statement, but here it goes. I am in complete agreement with Dick Cheney. Still ahead on the weekend edition of Countdown, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers won't get the vaccine, but he will take a hallucinogenic drug that makes you see robot elves. Among the latest worst persons in the world, me. We used to do this on TV. We're going to do it here Fridays with James Thurber, including a box to hide in. And in postscripts to the news, an extraordinary story of love and loss on the most cynical block in the most cynical city in America. Washington says goodbye to its good morning man. That's next, this is Countdown. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you run for office or take on the country's biggest problems, but they can help you solve one of the peskiest problems at home, pests. You know, the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, even the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know intricate political strategy, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it, Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T E R M I N I X.com to book online today. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Just ahead here, a star NFL quarterback and vaccination fraudster admits, boasts even, that he recently took hallucinogenic drugs and briefly felt myself merge with the ocean. Also the amazing story of Washington's good morning man. And for the first time in this series, I'll read you some James Thurber. But first, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need whom you can help. Every dog has its day. Today, let us go out to the South L.A. Animal Shelter on West 60th in Los Angeles and Wally. Wally is 61 pounds, some sort of maybe golden retriever mix, shiny coat. No, he's 13 years old. He is bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, loves everybody, and is looking for a new forever home. Or there is a rescue willing to do the heavy lifting here if you will commit just to be his foster Wally is in good health, was surrendered only because his humans were forced out of their home. You can see Wally, that's Wally spelled W-O-L-L-I-E, like Willie but with an O. You can see all of our subjects at my Twitter account for Pups in Trouble. That's at Tom Jumbo Grumbo. There's a video of Wally. There's links, phone numbers. Look for Wally at the South L.A. Animal Shelter and at Tom Jumbo Grumbo on Twitter. Thank you for that. And having recently adopted a 15-year-old Maltese who had outlived his human... 
I can tell you, senior dogs are as wonderful as puppies, but they know that you have done them a solid, and they will tell you that they know. Give Wally a look, please. Thank you. Coming up on Countdown, Aaron Rodgers, admitted psychedelic drug user. Worst persons in the world, also in James Thurber's story, a box to hide in. But first, postscripts to the news, some headlines, some thoughts, and some snark. Dateline, Washington. Hallelujah! Princess Cinema of the Senate has given her royal consent to the $740 billion Mansion-Schumer compromise on climate and inflation, and hallelujah, there is a vote Saturday. They have removed the carried interest loophole issue that the corporations which own the, oh my God, when I put her on TV, I didn't mean for you guys to elect her senator from Arizona, and they've substituted for it a new excise tax on stock buybacks. If now we'll advance to the final authority the unelected parliamentarian of the Senate, Elizabeth McDonough. There was a photo taken of Senator Kirsten Sinema yesterday in an elevator with Mitt Romney. And you do not have to be a body language expert, nor somebody who used to date her, to know that something really, really bad is going on inside her life. The expression on her face is exactly the same as the one Meryl Streep used when she was playing the Australian mother in the movie A Cry in the Dark when she shouts, A dingo at my baby! Dateline Dallas, the keynote first day speaker at the fascist convention CPAC, Hungarian strongman Viktor Orban, the guy who looks like he has no neck and who sounds like Dracula. He got a standing ovation from the Republicans and other right-wingers when he said, the globalists can all go to hell. He never said who hell was. But remember, in fascist speak, here or in Hungary, the word globalist means Jewish people, specifically George Soros. We must take back the institutions in Washington, he added. The lead story on Orban Fonboy's Tucker Carlson's Fash Fest on Fox News, quote, George Soros has been creating chaos for decades. Guess what kind of people Tucker Carlson doesn't like? Dateline, Pennsylvania. Wait, it's Mehmet Oz. Dateline, New Jersey. If this wasn't about instituting idiocracy in this country, you might think the campaign of TV quack Mehmet Oz for the Pennsylvania Senate seat was actually just one of those TV reality shows where only Oz knows that he's screwing up this thing deliberately. The latest disaster from his campaign, so bad that Republican national organizations have stopped sending him funds, Thursday, Oz tweeted, quote, Hey, POTUS, your messaging doesn't change the fact that inflation is worsening, gas prices are rising, stop avoiding the issue and do something about it. As of today, Friday, gas prices will have dropped for 52 days in a row. Guess that news hasn't gotten to Pennsylvania, I mean New Jersey, I mean Turkey. Dateline Tallahassee, Florida dictator Ron DeSantis has decided he has the authority to suspend the elected state attorney in Hillsborough County because he will not prosecute people 
for the DeSantis ban on abortion and the DeSantis ban on transgender surgery. Again, DeSantis's quote about state attorney Andrew Warren would be hilarious, except for that whole crazy dictatorship, fascism, lack of self-awareness thing. Quoting the Mussolini of the panhandle, it's not for him to put himself above the law, adding Warren was acting as if he had, quote, veto power over the state legislature when everybody knows that in Florida only DeSantis, who has a pout factory where his conscience should be, can put himself above the law and veto the state legislature. And Dateline Washington. Depending on your viewpoint, I am either stealing this from or gratefully quoting Washington Post columnist Fatula Dvorak on this next story. Most of his life, a man named Larry Tut worked construction and cleaning in the District of Columbia. He had battles with addictions, incarceration, mental illness. But in 2009, when he was 54 years old, Larry Tut told his family he had a new job that required him to go to K Street every morning, the lobbying headquarters of the capital of the world, once described to me as the most cynical neighborhood on the continent. One night at a family gathering, Larry told his sister Arlene that he had to leave early because, quoting him, I have to go to get to work in the morning. K Street needs me. She eventually found out what this mysterious new job was. Larry Tutt would arrive at the corner of K and 15th Streets. He'd be there by 5 a.m., rain or shine, winter or summer. He would make sure his area with the newspaper boxes was clean and tidy, and he would set up his folding chair, and he would start doing his job. His job was to say hello to passers-by, to everybody. I saw him there once. He was near the Starbucks. If Larry saw you twice... He would learn your name, notice when you had gotten a haircut, wonder if you had gotten over your cold, ask why one of his other regulars was late and if his train might be delayed. He wasn't asking for money. He didn't have a spiel. He didn't even have a hat out for tips. His job, and he later explained God told him to do this, was to make sure people stuck having to survive the soul-deadening impact of working on K Street had somebody who they knew who would just say good morning to them. He was known in Washington simply as the good morning man. Larry Tutt, columnist Dvorak reports, did this every day. A truck jumped the curb and hit him in 2013. He came right back. The pandemic emptied the streets in 2020. As soon as the full lockdown ended, he came back. Then on July 23rd, he was hospitalized. Turned out Larry had liver cancer and he had not told his sister Arlene or anybody else in the family. He was in the hospital there but a few hours when nurses found him packing. He told them, I have to get back to work. I have to get back to K Street. He didn't get there. Larry Tut died a week ago today, July 29th. He was 67 years old. Earlier this week, his sister and some of his other relatives, who never really had gotten what Larry was doing, went to his corner early in the morning. They taped up a piece of paper on the wall of one of the buildings there, and they made some memorial T-shirts just to let people know that Larry was gone. To Arlene Tut's shock, commuter after commuter stopped, read the sign, gasped, cried, consoled her, hugged her, were consoled by her, were hugged by her. The kinds of people he talked to, she told the Washington Post, bicycle riders, lawyers, lobbyists, they all knew him. How did Larry know all these people? 
That changed me, she said. That gave me a different perspective on life, on Larry. He did have a job all those years, and he had a family over there. They started to go fund me to pay for Larry's funeral. They wanted to raise $5,500. Last time I looked, they had 16000 One of the places near Larry Tut's office on 15th at K is the Catholic Information Center, addressed 1501 K Street, Washington, 1501 K Street in Washington, Northwest. It will be holding a memorial mass for Larry Tut today, Friday, though the service will start at noon. I don't think anybody will be saying hello or good afternoon. I think to honor Larry, they will all simply say to one another, Good morning. This is Sports Center. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown. With Keith Olbermann. And from the world of wide sports, Russia's decision to turn WNBA star Brittany Griner into a hostage, nine years in a penal colony for bringing in less than one gram of cannabis oil that had been prescribed to her here for chronic pain. It raises endless diplomatic questions, but also it raises questions for sports in this country, particularly one, the National Hockey League. Why now should this country continue to permit Alexander Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals to work here and collect the remainder of a five-year, $47.5 million contract when he is a citizen of Putin's Russia? We don't go arresting athletes in this country to hold as political captives. We're not Russia. But why should Ovechkin have a work permit here? He has done propaganda videos for Vladimir Putin and purports to be his friend. He has played hockey with and against Putin. This nation has sanctioned other rich friends of Putin who don't make their fortunes off our dollars. Ovechkin's Instagram page is still topped by a photo of him smiling, standing next to Vladimir Putin. After the judicial kidnapping of American citizens like Greiner and others by Russia, why do we indulge a Putin apologist? Nothing better to find out on the eve of your NFL season that its quarterback of your favorite team has been strung out on hallucinogenic drugs at least once. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers confessing that last year he drank ayahuasca tea, which is full of the hallucinogen DMT, a Schedule One drug here in the good old U.S. of A., claiming it allowed him to, quote, see how to unconditionally love myself, and that it made him felt myself merge with the ocean. Last season, Aaron Rodgers misled the NFL and his team and the fans about his vaccination status by claiming he had gotten immunity from COVID when actually all he had done was declare himself a critical thinker who had done a lot of study and had instead taken ivermectin and then declared himself immune. And when he was caught, he declared himself a victim of a witch hunt. He did his own research. In fact... Aaron Rodgers was the victim of the robot elves that you apparently see when you're under the influence of DMT. (laughs) 
Frank and Nancy Faust. What is the score, boys? What did Bugs Bunny do today? The Los Angeles Angels have summarized their 20-year run of discontent. They tied the Major League record seven solo home runs in one game, two by two-way star Shohei Otani, and somehow managed to lose the game 8-7 to seven to Oakland. Seven home runs, you score seven runs, and you lose. And injured Angels superstar Mike Trout, shelved with rib cage inflammation, has just started, quote, rotational exercises and is expected to return sometime before he's too old to play baseball anymore. And baseball anti-vaxxer Whit Merrifield, who said he would go against his goofball principles if he were to be traded by Kansas City and have to go to Canada to play a postseason game there, and then he was actually traded to Toronto, last night claimed he is, quote, vaccinated now and will be able to play in Toronto next week. Vaccinated? Fully vaccinated? Four shots in one day? Or is he Aaron Rodgers vaccinated? Still ahead, it's the weekend edition of the show, and that means instead of me reading you the crap I have written, it is my privilege to read you some of the timeless writings of America's greatest all-round humorist, James Thurber. First, the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens or specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze to me, and not just for mispronouncing specimens. I messed up twice yesterday. I did an inadvertent Brocavian mumble through the word or liberal in English, and I left room for a pickup, an edit after recording. Then I screwed it up in the pickup as well, and I did it a third time, but I only edited out the first of the two mistakes. Somebody told me about this yesterday, and I thought, well, I'll just go back in and re-edit the thing. And then I listened to it, and I sound wonderfully stupid. So I just left it the way it was. I mean, if I was worried about sounding wonderfully stupid, I'd never gone into this stupid business 43 years ago. It is about the 35-minute mark where I did all this, if you want to go back and listen to it in Thursday's show. Think of it as an Easter egg. But also, after Alex Jones's day in court from hell, I addressed Thursday about how bowling ball head Joe Rogan defended him, and I transposed who had complimented who... It came out as if Rogan had said, there's entertainment value to what Rogan does. Of course, Rogan actually said, there's entertainment value to what Jones does. Either way, of course, there's no entertainment value to what either of them does. They spread lies, disinformation, propaganda, and paranoia, and they take advantage of the psychologically troubled. Our runners-up, a tie, Karen Engelman and J. Michael Davison from the Indiana State House of Representatives. Engelman has introduced an amendment to an anti-abortion bill that would eliminate exceptions for rape and incest. And when asked if that means the raped fifth grader, a 10-year-old, has to carry and deliver a child, she says yes it does because it would be, quote, harmful to put a minor in position of being the new Jane Roe. 10-year-old mother would not cause her harm, but being the new Jane Roe would. 
Meanwhile, Representative Davison was then asked what he would tell children of a mother who had been forced to go through pregnancy that resulted in stillbirth. His reply to that... I don't think any of us are guaranteed tomorrow. All of us must accept death and put faith in our creator. And your proof about this creator guy, sir? I mean, if you want to believe that, have fun. I'll defend your right to believe that, but don't go making our laws based on made-up crap in a made-up book. But our winner, speaking of made-up crap, Sarah Palin. She's back and badder than ever and running for Alaska's only seat in the House. She was interviewed on stage at CPAC in Dallas, and that's CPAC and not CPAP. She said, quote, It's like Lincoln said, we're not going to be destroyed from foreign forces coming on in. It's going to be from within if we allow things that are so anti-constitutional um, to, um, to be able to usurp, for instance, the balance of power, unquote. You know, that's one of my favorite Lincoln quotes. Foreign forces coming on in things are so anti-constitutional, um, to, um. That's in the Gettysburg Address, right, Sarah? Sarah Palin, that woman is still an idiot. Today's worst person in the world. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you run for office or take on the country's biggest problems, but they can help you solve one of the peskiest problems at home, pests. You know, the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, even the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know intricate political strategy, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it, Terminix it. 
Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Monday through Thursday here, the number one story in the countdown has been and will be tales of horror and nonsense from my career. Next week alone... How I broke the biggest story of my life by doing absolutely nothing. No reporting. I don't even think I got up from my desk. And also, the day the president of MSNBC chased me around the studios in Secaucus, New Jersey, threatening to kill me. But for each of these Friday-slash-weekend editions, I want to do what we did on the TV show. It was amazing then, and it is amazing now, when I would wrap up the Friday night countdown by reading five or six minutes' worth of the work of the legendary American humorist and cartoonist James Thurber. That quarter hour would get the highest rating MSNBC got all day, sometimes all week. Reading Thurber aloud began for me when I saw it done on PBS television when I was about 18 by the great actor William Wyndham who had a one-man Thurber stage show and who had starred, when I was a kid, in a TV sitcom inspired by Thurber's stories and drawings. Eventually, he would see me do a pale imitation of him, and he graciously reached out to compare notes and offer a few tips and to try to figure out a very vexing short story that really couldn't be read aloud in public anymore. I'll tell you that story or about that story at some future time. But reading James Thurber aloud really connects me most to my late father. His last illness saw him hospitalized for seven months. I was fortunate enough to be near enough to him that I could usually see him twice a day. And as he had read to me at night when I was very young, I read to him at night when he was very old. Lots of books, lots of stories, but there was nothing he liked better than James Thurber. He suggested, in fact, that I should read some on TV, and I thought he was crazy, and the ratings proved he was, as usual, right. My favorite Thurber short story was from the first time I heard William Wyndham recite it, through the last time I read it to my dad, through the audiobook I recorded, the James Thurber Audio Collection, which you can still get on iTunes, to this very moment as I open the book to read it. That very favorite story remains a box to hide in by James Thurber. I waited till the large woman with the awful hat took up her sack of groceries and went out, peering at the tomatoes and lettuce on her way. The clerk asked me what mine was. Have you got a box? I asked. A large box. I want a box to hide in. You want a box? He asked. I want a box to hide in, I said. What do you mean? He said. You mean a big box? I said I meant a big box, big enough to hold me. Nah, I haven't got any boxes, he said. Only cottons that cans come in. I tried several other groceries, and none of them had a box big enough for me to hide in. There was nothing for it but to face life out. I didn't feel strong, and I'd had this overpowering desire to hide in a box for a long time. What do you mean you want to hide in this box, 
one grocer asked me. It's a form of escape, I told him, hiding in a box. It, it, it circumscribes your worries and the range of your anguish. You don't see people either. How in the hell do you eat when you're in this box? Asked the grocer. How in the hell do you get anything to eat? I said I had never been in a box and didn't know, but that that would take care of itself. Well, he said finally, I haven't got any boxes, only some pasteboard cartons that cans come in. It was the same every place. I gave up when it got dark and the groceries closed and hid in my room again. I turned out the light and lay on the bed. You feel better when it gets dark. I could have hid in a closet, I suppose. But people are always opening doors. Somebody would find you in a closet. They would be startled, and you have to tell them why you were in the closet. Nobody pays any attention to a big box lying on the floor. You could stay in it for days, and nobody'd think to look in it, not even the cleaning woman. My cleaning woman came the next morning and woke me up. I was still feeling bad. I asked her if she knew where I could get a large box. How big a box you want? She asked. I want a box big enough for me to get inside of, I said. She looked at me with big, dim eyes. There's something wrong with her glands. She's awful, but she has a big heart, which makes it worse. She's unbearable. Her husband is sick, and her children are sick, and she's sick too. I got to thinking how pleasant it would be if I were in a box now and didn't have to see her. I would be in a box right there in the room. She wouldn't know. I wondered if you have a desire to bark or laugh when someone who doesn't know walks by the box you're in. Maybe she would have a spell with her heart if I did that and would die right there. The officers and the elevator man and Mr. Grammage would find us. Funny doggone thing happened at the building last night, the doorman would say to his wife. I let in this woman to clean up 10F. She never come out, see? She's never in there more an hour. She never came out, see? So when it got to be time for me to go off duty, why I says to Krennic, who was on the elevator, I says, what the hell you suppose has happened to that woman cleans 10F? He says he didn't know. He says he never seen her after he took her up. So I spoke to Mr. Grammage about it. I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Grammage, I says. But there's something funny about that woman cleans 10F. So I told him. So he said we better have a look. We all three goes up, knocks on the door and rings the bell. See? And, and nobody answers, so he said we'd have to walk in. So Krennic opened the door and we walked in. And here was this woman, cleans the apartment, dead as a herring on the floor. And the gentleman that lives there was in this box. The cleaning woman kept looking at me. It was hard to realize she wasn't dead. It's a form of escape, I murmured. What say? She asked, dully. You don't know of any large packing boxes, do you? I asked. No, I don't, she said. I haven't found one yet, but I still have this overpowering urge to hide in a box. Maybe it will go away. Maybe I'll be all right. Maybe it will get worse. It's hard to say. A Box to Hide In by James Thurber.
Closing the Thurber book for another week. I've done all the damage I can do here. The countdown theme from Beethoven's Ninth, arranged, produced, and performed by countdown musical directors Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel, or orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel, guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray, produced by TKO Brothers. Something I want to do from time to time also. Let you hear some of the show music without me talking over it. Brian Ray is a great guitarist. He's in Paul McCartney's band. He did a great job on the Beethoven. So after I shut up here, I'm going to play this entire version of it uninterrupted. The other Beethoven selections, like this one, have been performed by the group No Horns Allowed. Our sports music, The Olbermann Theme, written by Mitch Warren Davis, is courtesy of ESPN Inc. Musical comments by Nancy Faust, who is, of course, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, my friend Jonathan Banks. Everything else is my fault. And that's Countdown for this, the 576th day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck. And now, here are Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel with the love song from the Countdown podcast. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.